Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Trevor Lovell, one of the pastors here from our Near North location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast, and instead, we'll be posting a short devotional every day. So we hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut, and I'm Trevor Lovell. It's good to be with you all again. Uh, still, I hope you're faring well in this season, and uh, glad we've got at least this as a little bit of a way to connect us, as well as other things we have going at the church. Do just want to say at the top here, if you found this to be beneficial uh, and enjoyable and something that's been helpful for you, uh, we would really appreciate it if you'd throw up a rating or even a review um, on the, the podcast section there. So thanks again. Hope you are enjoying this, and uh, I'm excited for what we have today. We're going to be jumping into Proverbs chapter 3 looking at verses one to six together. And before we jump into it, I just want to set it up a little bit here at the top and talk about the structure of the passage first. So then that as we read it, I think that'll help us to make a little bit more sense of it as we're going through it. So so structurally, it has this flow to it where it starts with this framing of a parent giving advice uh, to their child or a father specifically giving advice to a son, uh, going back to that framing of Proverbs being uh, sort of aimed at helping to develop and and instruct kings and and what it means to be a king, helping to bring up uh, kings. And so that's why this passage has that framing as well. Uh, And so it's, it's giving that sort of advice and that encouragement. And then it actually starts by offering rewards for obedience to the advice that's given, for what the son will gain by listening and by putting into practice the advice that's given, by uh, living according to these words of wisdom that are about to follow. And then kind of once that carrot's been dangled, the advice comes right after that. And and there's a string of different pieces of advice, kind of like little nuggets of gold that are all put together here, going from verse one all the way to verse 12 in this section. And there's a few different ideas in there that are all really, they're they're great. But for our purposes here today, we're just going to hang out in verses one through six. And in that, we'll see some of the advice we need to put into practice to gain those rewards. So let's jump in. We'll read this together and we'll see what's being offered. So this is Proverbs chapter three, verses one through six. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Amen. Okay, so we do see that it has that flow to it that we mentioned. It's framed as advice from a father to a son, and then it offers these rewards for obedience, and then it gives the advice itself. That's kind of got that flow to it. So let's start with the reward, and, and, and we'll see kind of what's being offered here, what the carrots are that are being dangled to bring about this obedience. So verse two says this, that if you keep these commandments, if you follow these instructions, then they'll add these things to you. They'll add length of days and years of life to you, And also peace. They'll add peace. So your life is longer, which is good, but it's not just longer. It's also better 
it's a life of peace. And, and that peace uh, being the, the Hebrew word shalom, which is always translated peace in our Bibles throughout the Old Testament. But it doesn't just have the meaning of peace that we kind of attribute to that word generally, where it's just sort of the absence of conflict. But it's actually got more so the idea of that of flourishing, not just the absence of conflict, but also uh, the presence of good and the presence of flourishing. And so the reward is what we get from following this advice is that our lives are longer and our lives are filled with flourishing. We get these lives that are good and pleasant and enjoyable. That's what's being offered here. Lives that are actually worth living, which is a pretty good package. But then the follow-up question is what's required in order to gain it? How do we get a life of flourishing? And that's the answer the rest of the passage is providing uh, all the way up through verses, uh, all the way up through verse 11. And we'll take it up to verse six here. So in verses three and four, it says this, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. All right, so a focus on steadfast love and faithfulness here in all aspects of life. That's what it's talking about. It's saying that these, true, these two attributes, we should bind these on our necks. We should write them on the tablets of our hearts. We should make these central to the way that we interact uh, with other people, how we are with our families, how we are with our friends, how we are at work. In all of these places and in, in relationships, steadfast love and faithfulness should mark us. Now, the question is, what actually is meant by these? What exactly are these words talking about? And, and if you do a little word study, and, and just in Proverbs, you see the Hebrew word for steadfast love pops up 10 times total, one of them being in this passage, but it, nine other times throughout this book, it pops up. And throughout those 10 times, it's translated either as steadfast love, like it is here, as kindness or as faithfulness. And so the word kind of has this range of meaning, and these are all related. They do they're related and they're, they're closely associated, but they have some variation amongst them. Uh, but one of those instances gives us a good indication uh, of what it means and how we can think about it in this passage because it sets up this contrast. Proverbs chapter 20, verse six says this. It says, many a man proclaims his own steadfast love. That's the same word from our passage. Uh, and then it finishes, but a faithful man who can find. Right? Many a man proclaims his own steadfast love but a faithful man who can find, which implies that being unfaithful is somehow the opposite of steadfast, that being unloyal, that breaking what's expected in a relationship, that that's the opposite of steadfast love. And so steadfast love has this idea of being loyal, of being faithful, of being somebody who's known for helping other people. That's what the word means. And then if you do a similar study with the word faithful, going back to chapter three, verse three, because uh, you, you see it, it has, it's talking about steadfast love and faithfulness. And so looking at the second word, you see that it has to do with faithful, faithfulness in kind of a, a slightly different sense, being more so associated with truthfulness and with honesty. Because once again, if you do the same thing with that word study, this same word is used about a dozen times throughout Proverbs. Uh, and there's one, one time in chapter 14 that gives a really clear picture of it. And you see it throughout in, in many examples, but this one's just a really good one. It says, chapter 14, verse 25, a truthful witness saves lives, but one who breathes out lies is deceitful. A truthful witness saves lives, but one who breathes out lies is deceitful. A truthful witness or a faithful one. So again, it's a quality of loyalty and of helping others, but this time it's associated really closely with this idea of honesty and of being truthful. And so that's what those two words mean. So to write these on the tablet of your heart is, is for us to work to be people who are kind, 
people who are loyal, who are faithful, and who are truthful, which are qualities that we all want, but sometimes they are kind of hard to put into practice, especially I find when things aren't going quite the way we want them to, when it seems like people are kind of dropping the ball around us, whether it's in our uh, home situation, whether it's at work, coworkers and, and bosses just not picking up the slack, feels like they're not getting done what they're supposed to, or or when your kids are running around, you're trying to get work done, and it feels like they just won't stop shouting, they won't stop making messes all over the place, right? And in, in situations like these, it's not always easy or natural uh, to to have the first thought be, how can I practice steadfast love and faithfulness right now? Right? That's not normally where we go to. That's not what we think of. But what we see from this passage is that when we do work to put these things into practice, it comes with its rewards and it pays off. It's worthwhile. All right, so that's, that's the first piece. Remember this passage having a string of advice. That's the first chunk of it. And I want to touch on just one other thing. Verses five and six. And they say this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And so here there's a contrast being set up that the author is using to make the point. And the point is about what we choose to trust in or what we choose to lean on, what we choose to rely on in our lives. And the advice is pretty clear that we're not supposed to trust our own understanding, that we're not supposed to think that we've got it all together. We shouldn't bet the farm on the idea that we're always going to get things right on our own, because if we do, we're going to lose. But instead, what we're supposed to do in all of our ways is trust God, to lean on him, to rely on him, and to acknowledge him in all of our ways, which is pretty simple. What it really means is just going to him in prayer and acknowledging that we really do need his help, acknowledging that we don't have the solution to every problem that we face and that we can't figure it all out. Even with Google, even with DIY videos on YouTube, we can't get there on our own that there's some things in life we need God's help. We need his wisdom. We need him working in our lives and giving us guidance and acknowledging that and asking for God's help in our lives. That's how we trust him. That's how we lean on him. And that's something that we all need to do. And so with that little nugget, I think a good question for us is what area of life do we need to acknowledge God in right now? Right? And maybe, maybe it just so happens that it's one of those areas in life where we're really struggling when it comes to the ideas of steadfast love and faithfulness, that we don't know what those things look like. We're not sure how to do it. Or maybe we do know and we're just struggling to put it into practice and we need help figuring out how to do that. All right, so, so maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's a dating relationship. Maybe it's in marriage. Maybe it's something to do with work. Or maybe it's none of those. Maybe it has something to do with your health. But whatever it is, what area of life do you need to ask God for help in? And I just want to give you a moment to do that right now. And let me just encourage you, putting wisdom into practice like this, it doesn't always come easy. It's hard and it it takes faith. It takes faith to know and to believe and to trust that doing these things is going to work out in some way. That, That if we do these things, God is actually going to act in our situations But the promise is that if we follow these instructions, if we keep these commandments in our heart and we follow them, that they will bring about a life of flourishing for us, length of days and of years and peace. That's what they add to our lives and they bring about a life that's worth living. And that's what we all want. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.